you're listening to Cobb Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan Have you heard of the spinner No founded by this I think he's Israeli Elliot Sheffler they were back in the news in 2019 I think just before the pandemic and it was something quite eerie so if you wish to convince someone say to quit smoking to stop eating meat or to stop doing dangerous stuff or even to stop having headaches in the at night and uh, you are having a hard time to convince them to do that the guys at the spinner claimed that they have a solution for it and they would solve for it with ad tech so for $29 they promised to brainwash and manipulate an individual with ads that were so targeted at them that would even disrupt their news feed and they call this facebook sniper targeting and apparently it's actually feasible to do that you know okay so whenever i've tried you know as part of my current brand work I've tried Facebook advertising. You can upload custom audiences, etc. But you need a certain number of audiences to be uploaded. You know, minimum five five thousand, seven thousand, at least. I'm not sure whether you can do it for one individual or few individuals. So it used to be twenty at one point. Oh, okay. And you could put in fake email IDs for the rest, and have just one email ID, which you could target that one person. So there's actually. you won't believe where this worked uh in the 2007 uk elections there was this leader of the opposition called jeremy corbyn and people have very mixed opinions about him and he was very adamant of wanting to spend a lot of money on facebook advertising and his campaign managers did not agree so what they did was that they spent all of 5000 pounds all that's it on delivering facebook ads and news feed to jeremy corbyn only to make him think they were doing what he asked them to do and it was just for that one single person and he thought they were running a huge campaign while they weren't doing anything else on facebook oh this is like you sharan doing the same for the md of the company to convince them that you are running a huge marketing campaign exactly internal marketing campaigns correct while you were siphoning off the money yes and therefore i got my palace is built and i'm being forced to consult now because the palace is up for sale <laughs> okay so apart from this self deprecating humor why are we talking about this sharan i i just wanted to lead into the topic for today which was actually triggered by a linkedin conversation i was having about tesla recently deciding to advertise which is a complete opposite stance from which Uh, Elon Musk shot off saying he hates advertising and Tesla would never advertise and i also ran into a ca uh, who was very earnest about his ask saying if brands did not spend so much on advertising they could save all the money and make things more affordable to people at a cheaper rate and uh, I, and just by being struck by both these conversations i said why not we just discuss why we advertise we've always been talking about how to advertise how to build a brand 
but advertising is an often misunderstood concept and i thought that's what we should talk about today excellent a lot of the times we hear that advertising is a waste of money or it's an expense marketers uh, incur to entertain themselves so it might be good to possibly answer this question which is why we advertise so in its truest sense advertising is any paid communication designed to create recall value for the brand it is not aimed at immediately triggering action but it could alter behavior over time because of the recall value it creates for the brand i think that's a very succinct way of putting advertising now categories which are low involvement it might also be just about you know advertising leading to sales for high involvement categories highly competitive categories you might need a building built uh, reputation or recall built over time to give you the market sales as well as preference that you are really looking for so i have a slight difference of opinion there to say that if advertising is to drive change in behavior drive uh, sales or trigger immediate conversion then it is sales promotion now it, advertising could be done by multiple means but if the objective is to trigger immediate conversion then it would fall into the bracket of sales promotion because that's a one off it's not something you're going to repeat and advertising by itself is to establish those uh, i like how brian uh, byron sharp puts it creating memory structures it's nothing but recall but i like the term memory structures it makes it sound a lot more scientific and these memory structures are created for the brand to be recalled at the point of purchase and that is the goal of advertising advertising is any paid communication designed to create recall value for the brand now there is a lot of confusion or other a lot of articulation that says to drive to change consumer behavior this change is not immediate it happens through sustained recall value creation fair sharan so we understand the definition of advertising now it's fine so just to make it amply clear for our listeners would you just give us you know couple of examples of what is advertising and what is not advertising sure so there is one common misconception when i make this statement right so people ask me is digital marketing not advertising by this definition because a lot of people equate digital marketing to performance marketing digital marketing is a lot more than performance marketing and performance marketing yes it is targeted towards sales conversion and bottom of the funnel targeting but that's not all what digital marketing is about digital marketing has a role to play and in fact it's a great tool for advertising so for example when you see a a promo on your on your phone to say 50% off 60% off on your on the latest handbag you you checked out or the wallet you looked at that is not advertising that is your performance marketing that is a remarket retargeting that's being done that is to trigger immediate conversion at the bottom of the funnel now at the top of the funnel if they spoke to you about the brand let's take a very niche brand called tumi now if tumi were to talk about how stylish they are and how successful people carry to me around and talk about what the brand stands for and keep triggering your mind 
about the brand after having established those cues that is when they are trying to fill you or rather funnel you into the funnel that would definitely be advertising and therefore every medium of communication can be leveraged for advertising it is the intent behind it that decides whether it's advertising or promotion so let's come back to where we started from the question we started with was why do brands advertise i understand you said something around building brand recall is there more to it or is that the answer to this question yes and no because the basic purpose of advertising is to build brand recall and that's it right so the kind of communication used to build recall and whom it is used to target will make all the difference in advertising that's why brands advertise brands advertise in different ways and they have different objectives depending on who they are targeting and the kind of communication they using to build that recall now because communication is done by a brand or advertising is done by a brand for somebody advertising is for uh, consumers or customers right right is there any segmentation there also that if you're talking to these guys it is not advertising not that way but i will look at it as saying yes all advertising is for the customers or consumers as you choose to define it but not all customers are created equal take the consumer bell curve for instance you have the first 2.5% who are called the innovators they are the people who are at the forefront of a technology or forefront of the category who would try anything that happens new in the category they are the first ones to try every new innovation whether it's ready to hit the market or not they don't mind the flaws as long as they get access to this innovation for them they are never really triggered by advertising in fact they are triggered by pr news by news leaks so they are the they are the aficionados then you have the next set of guys next say 13.5% they are called the visionaries they are the ones who don't yet get the full picture but they get the intent behind the innovation and they're willing to take a bet and they see reason enough to try it and for them word of mouth does most of the job in fact word of mouth from the innovators does most of the job then you have your early majority which is about data says they're 34% after the the 2.5 and 13.5% now these guys for is for whom advertising actually begins now for them they are being communicated to about the technology they've seen guys use it before them and they able to appreciate it they see that as the way forward and they start beginning to adopt now to push them yes you can use advertising because they are willing they just need a little bit of a push then you have the late majority which is the next 34% these are people who don't want to move and they will need more convincing and they will need more advertising because there's more convincing required the structures to be built in their head the memory structures need to be far stronger for them to take action and then you have the last set which is your last 16% they are the laggards they are the skeptics they don't move into a category or innovation or a brand unless they absolutely have to 
Now, these are the people who need the most convincing and for whom this convincing of the brand level may or may not ever work. They could possibly be just triggered only by promotions or in fact, they are usually triggered by a negative as in if I don't do this, I will be penalized. Only in those situations do these guys act. Depending on who you're talking to and what the intensity of the communication or the strength of the memory structure required defines the kind of advertising you choose and the amount of money you spend behind the advertising. Fair. I think that's a fairly comprehensive way of cutting the consumers. In fact, when you were talking about this, I was just trying to think through you know, some examples in my, my head also. And, you know, the, the two examples that came to me when you spoke about innovators, you know, the first 2.5% who, you know, take the risk and both were Tata examples. You know, somehow, the thing that came to my head was that it is only those 2.5% who seem to have bought Tata Harrier or have downloaded Tata New. True, exactly. But, and these people would have downloaded New even before the ads released on Tata New. And the, and the beauty of this is that uh, an early adopter, or rather the, what do you say, the visionaries or the innovators of one category could be absolute laggards in another category. Let's take a very cliched example. Like you said, the people who tried Tata New could be the 18 to 24 crowd wanting to check out what the concept of a super app is because they read it online somewhere and how super apps are big in Southeast Asia. They want to experience India's first super app and stuff like that. But Let's say there is a new dishwash mechanism or a dishwash solution. It might not even concern them. And even if they were washing their own dishes at home, they just wouldn't budge because they just habituated. It's too much of a mental effort for them to move from what they do currently to the new one. And they don't care about that category. The same equated to a housewife who, whose life could change drastically by the dishwasher. And she's heard about it in, in one of the news channels or one of the articles she's read. She will hunt for it and find out what's happening. So each category and each consumer can behave very differently. It's about the brand identifying where a bulk of its cons consumption is coming from and driving people around it. You're listening to Cobb. Conversations on the business of brands. Your hosts are Sudeep Chawla, marketing practitioner, business leader, and educator to advertising and marketing professionals, and Sharavana Raghavan of Vitral Brand Expertise, growth consultants to consumer facing brands and businesses. For more information, go to cobcast.net. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us by telling your friends and rating us. UPI, it is not necessarily for the tech savvy only, but it's kind of been the biggest payment revolution in India. So people who understood technology when UPI was launched, they did not wait to be told to use UPI. They were looking for ways to find out how to use it and they start using it. They are these aficionados who who tell others, who are waiting for it, following up on the beta versions and start using it. Then you have the visionaries who are told by these innovators about the benefits of UPI. 
they don't take too much persuasion after that. They also started using it because they found this Paytm app or any other app that was the digital payment app. And they realized it's just a small move from there to using UPI. And then you have the early majority, which were triggered by the cashbacks. They were given a lot of the cashback plans that were there to start using UPI, start using a specific app. So they were the ones that took to it because there were offers and have now stuck to it because they have seen the convenience of using it. The late majority came in a little later because it became a matter of livelihood. See these auto drivers, the taxi drivers who are on Uber. For them, if they did not take cash, the payment would be made to Uber and, and it would take them time to receive the money. But if they took cash, it kind of happened a lot faster for them. The money would be in their hands. So they were they are the ones who took to it because there, there was pressure on them. They are the late majority. So they needed convincing. They needed more than just advertising in UPI's case. And then skeptics are those guys who still don't use UPI, who are willing to let go of the UPI payment passengers, the auto drivers and the taxi drivers, who are saying, I don't have a smartphone, or even if I do, I don't have UPI, pay me cash. So they are the skeptics. Now, UPI has still got to get them to use it, despite already being called such a successful phenomenon or technological advancement in India. But that's how, I mean, that's a more relatable example of how different consumer sets need different kinds of advertising or promotions to be driven to them. I have seen many players in commodity categories suddenly wanting to differentiate themselves and possibly either command premium or get into adjacent categories, etc. And therefore, leveraging advertising to aid that movement. For example, that comes to my memory is uh, rice category. Mm-hmm. Players like, for example, Dawat. Mm, you're right. Hmm. Yeah. Now you walk into a store, you will find rice being sold loose. Then a number of other regular rice brands. Sometimes even the shopkeeper would have packed half a kg, one kg, five kg kind of a pack of rice. And then if you look at packaging, for example, of Dawat, you would see that they have different colored uh, packaging for different types of rice and very nicely finished, you know. Matte, matte finish, yeah. Uh, you know, some of it is metallic, very beautifully done, tastefully done with excellent windows and all of that. Plus, then they were also advertising Dawat Basmati rice. Yeah, they had some celebrity, etc. Also, so the fact that somebody like a Dawat decided to advertise, number one, that's a break in this category itself. And possibly they were wanting to create, like you said, memory structures in consumers' head, which helps them place uh, themselves as slightly better differentiated as compared to others and then leverage it to sell slightly more premium variants or expand to newer geographies, etc., etc. Absolutely. And that's mm-hmm. the whole essence of building the brand, right? To command a premium for what you do. And yep, and there are so many other brands that can fit into this. You look at uh, Parachute and again, commoditized category which becomes branded and then becomes premium over time you could see it if you kind of have this mapping about how a brand's beginning or why they're communicating what is the memory structure they're looking to establish 
then it's pretty evident across brands and across categories okay so now the objective of advertising largely is clear now what marketing objectives or brand objectives does this an advertising campaign or an advertising enable i think you already touched upon it with the example of dawat rice sadi because advertising works largely to refresh or occasionally build new memory structures in consumers contrary to popular belief very little of it happens by convincing rational minds or winning emotional hearts so rational mind is always your sales promotion and this emotional heart is actually an extrapolation of the memory structure that's been created over time already so therefore it's not necessarily the job of advertising to talk rationality or talk emotion it is only to build recall which is your memory structure now like you said depending on the life stage the need of the brand could be very different so a brand might need to build awareness when they new for new product launches a new brand to establish a new brand name to establish certain brand code for example cred wanted to establish it being quirky for the target audience or the purpleness of a cadbury ad the differentiation you want to communicate about your brand like too yum talking about bake not fried so all of this is to build awareness so advertising's job is to build awareness by creating these memory structures now there is there are there's advertising that is done to build familiarity and therefore trust so there is this theory which is largely true also the more familiar a consumer becomes to the brand the more trusting they are of the brand and advertisements and advertisement job is to create the memory structure that builds this familiarity so when the objective of advertising is to build familiarity then the focus is on maximizing your share of voice in the category to talk to the late majority saying i've got you i'm not something very scary for you to try just come come on and try to say that without saying these words to establish that familiarity is what advertising is used and therefore acquire new customers now they could be feeding the funnel but the the job is not to convert the funnel hmm okay so suffice suffices to say that in the in this case familiarity doesn't breed contempt <laughs> or at least that that's what advertisers and marketers hope to huh. but very often it does also but yeah <laughs> let's not go into that space huh. and th- there's this theory that advertising is primarily to drive trials hmm but a lot of advertisers go against the grain and it is it is an irrefutable part of every marketer's dna to keep your existing customers happy hmm. so advertising is also used to reassure your your loyal bases at times hmm. 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 especially in times of trouble but even otherwise there are brand there there's advertising that's done to say no we've got you back you you were good to try us out the first time and keeping them warm enough to continue their word of mouth and how they can champion the brand for you advertising can be that also but that will be targeted at these early movers so there are different objectives for advertising can be created depending on the life stage of the brand as you put it now at each life stage the requirement can vary depending on who you're talking to and what the brand's objective is 
Hmm. Hmm. I think we in one of the earlier podcasts we referred to this as uh, core consumers and growth consumers. Exactly. Yeah. So your core consumers could be early adopters, could be innovators, late adopters, or a summation of all three of them. Again, that depends on the life stage of the brand. Life stage right? of the brand. Correct. Yeah. So suppose you've got the penetration in the first two point five percent, and the next thirteen and a half percent is your growth consumers. So therefore, you would want to advertise for growth consumers while making sure that your advertising still speaks to the first two point five, right? Which is what you are talking about, reassuring the loyal base. Exactly. Okay, excellent. Now, uh, you know, going back to where you started from, apart from the CA conversation, which I will ignore, uh, <laughs> we spoke about Musk deciding to advertise Tesla. Ah. So now, from all of this understanding, why do you think Musk? Mr. Elon Musk has decided to advertise Tesla. <laughs> I trust you to hold me to the word, but yeah, it's it's obviously not to drive sales conversion. If we might think of it as saying it's such a popular brand, such a strong brand, why do they need to advertise? But it's it's not for sales conversion. That's not why what he's doing it for. But it is definitely to positively impact sales. So hmm. let me clarify that to say. See, in a recessionary period, what happens is that the early majority, which is already the sluggish part of the consumers, they start rationalizing their decision. Hmm. They start looking at other options. Should I buy a Tesla? Yes, I may have considered buying an EV, but there is Nissan, which is cheaper. There is a Toyota hybrid I might want to look at. So this deviation begins to happen in a time of recession or even if whether they can or cannot afford is the logical question. But more than that, people start rationalizing whether Tesla is a good enough product to buy. And when other brands are talking to the consumers or potential customers, Tesla is not talking to them. Tesla is mm. still driving uh, or living on the word of mouth and PR that the brand has. And that PR also has suffered in recent time because of uh, what Elon Musk has done with Twitter, the mainstream media turning against him and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So to be part of that conversation, to be part of the consideration set, so Tesla's advertising could do well to remind them of what makes Tesla Tesla and put the brand back, not just in the consideration set, but at the forefront of the consideration set. Now, this might not lead to conversion tomorrow. They might not see an ad today and be immediately measurable as how much of conversion has happened. But this is again to create the memory structure that Tesla is the go-to EV product, EV car for you. And being absent from the conversation in a time like this, when customers are largely downtrading across categories, might not be great for them. And therefore, they want to be part of the conversation. So you can still call it feeding the funnel, but it's a very notional one that you can't exactly measure at this stage. So even a brand like Tesla, which might be top of mind to you and me because we are, we may not be in the EV business or the EV category of customers, but we are in the business of brands. So Tesla is a very strongly etched brand in our memories, but may not be doing the full job of what the brand is supposed to do with the customers. And that's possibly why they're advertising. Hmm. It could also, you know, be a scenario where the EV category has started seeing many more players 
much more investment and hence uh, a little bit of clutter uh, might have started happening in that category oh, absolutely communicating yeah and that is why instead of a tesla being the consideration yeah become a consideration set because there are multiple players in the mix today correct correct so therefore again the same thing about life stage so the brand or the possibly the category has started reaching some amount of clutter and hence brand needs to take renewed effort exactly to uh, regain the position that it had uh, while the category was relatively smaller that answers the question and hopefully uh, elon musk would approve of it too we must upload this section of the podcast on twitter to check if it receives uh, mr musk's approval otherwise you will get a fairly sharp rebuttal well or uh, we could also get a blue tick for this for free yeah i think all the best to you sharan uh, i will not decide to tread on that path on that note i think before we self destruct uh, thank you very much sharan for this one it's a, a fairly uh, innocent question why we advertise but i think uh, through this conversation uh, it became apparent to me that there's a lot of you know uh, science and there are a number of examples that you elucidated i did, i never knew about some of these examples that you elucidated which almost made uh, advertising and marketing sound evil because you used words like influence manipulate brainwash brainwash etc etc but but you know the possibly the takeaway for all the marketers is that there is a truth to the fact that advertising or marketing can create new memory structures and thereby influence behaviors over a longish period of time and for that i think you need this tool called advertising and hopefully our listeners would find the podcast useful to remind them of this particular fact time and again thank you very much for this sharan thank you sudeep Thank you for listening to Cob Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan. Subscribe and learn more at cobcast.net. That's C O B B C A S T dot net.